0: Hi, my name is Evan Kirshen, and you are listening to the Brass History Project. On November 4th, 1922, British archaeologist Howard Carter made a discovery that would change the way we as a society see ancient Egyptian history. What he found was King Tutankhamun's tomb, and inside that tomb lay two of the oldest metal trumpets ever discovered. Stay tuned to find out more. These trumpets are super interesting, but before we talk about the trumpets, I'd like to talk a little more about how they were found. In 1914, Lord Carnarvon, an English aristocrat known for being an amateur Egyptologist, hired Howard Carter to excavate the Valley of the Kings in Egypt, which was a known burial spot for many Egyptian pharaohs. The excavations, however, were soon interrupted by the First World War, and Carter, in the meantime, spent those years working for the British government as a diplomatic courier and a translator. Carter would then resume his work in the Valley of the Kings in 1917. Five years would pass, and in 1922, Lord Carnarvon had become dissatisfied with the lack of results, and after considering withdrawing his financial support, Carnarvon agreed, after a discussion with Carter, that he would fund one more season in the Valley of the Kings. Carter was on the last leg of his journey, so it seemed, and he hadn't found much that season until November 4th, 1922, when a water boy tripped over a rock, which, upon further investigation from Carter, was discovered to be an exposed part of a buried downward leading staircase that was cut into the bedrock. That led to the tomb of Tutankhamun. Now, just as a refresher, Tutankhamun reigned from 1334 to 1325 BC and passed away at the age of 19. His youth as a pharaoh makes him quite a popular figure in history. However, Tutankhamun is much more well known because of the state of his tomb, which remained untouched by grave robbers for thousands of years. Which was extremely rare. I mean, it was quite common back in the days, especially right after the burial of a pharaoh, that the tomb would be robbed, and it would often be robbed many times over after that. So, this is quite a rare occurrence. This is quite a rare case because nothing was touched. Interestingly enough, in the tomb, two trumpets were found, among all sorts of other riches. One trumpet was made of copper, and the other was made of silver with both trumpets being decoratively engraved, with the images of various Egyptian gods. The copper instrument was about one and a half feet long, and the silver trumpet was only slightly longer, but just by a few inches. When played without a mouthpiece, as it was intended, the trumpets can only sound a couple of notes well. And interestingly enough as well, the trumpets were also found with corresponding bell inserts, supposedly to prevent it from getting overly damaged when in transport. But transport to where? Where were these instruments being used in the first place? There are many opinions on the matter, but the consensus seems to be that the instruments were certainly intended for military use, particularly as rhythmic instruments, because only one note on both the horns could carry well across a long distance. So. After the initial excavation, the trumpets were displayed at the Museum of Egyptian Antiquities in Cairo. In the late 30s, however, the BBC contacted the museum and wanted to do a live radio broadcast of the instruments being played, and in the end, it took about six months for the museum to agree to the broadcast, so after the broadcast was agreed upon, the job of finding someone to play the trumpets began. An audition was held. And that search led to a British bandsman who was, at the time, stationed around the Cairo area. Rehearsals then began to take place in a location outside of the main museum building, so as to not distract visitors visiting the museum. However, not everything went as planned. On the morning of the second rehearsal, the bandsman was practicing, and it just so happens that on that day, King Farouk, the king of Egypt at the time, made an unofficial visit to listen to the sounds of the trumpets. Soon after the King's arrival, the bandsman picked up the silver trumpet and attempted to put his mouthpiece in the instrument. Shortly after, a pop and the sound of shattered silver were heard, as the bandsman stood holding only the stem of the instrument, while looking down in shock at the broken trumpet that was now in pieces on the floor. Later, it was discovered that the sound of the pop actually came from the bandsman tapping the mouthpiece into the instrument with the palm of his hand. You know, sometimes I think about what the bandsman must have been thinking in that exact moment when the instrument cracked in his hand. I also imagine what the king must have felt in that moment as well. However, the records leave little room for imagination in this particular regard. After everyone in the room got on their hands and knees to pick up the scattered pieces of silver, the king included, the king made his concern very clear and instructed that the trumpet be put back together, and he also made it very clear that the matter was to remain secret, because he feared that the news of a British bandsman breaking a priceless Egyptian relic in front of the king would be cause for serious civil unrest. Just a side note. If this isn't enough of a cautionary tale against tapping the mouthpiece into your horn, I really don't know what is. (laughs) Right? If you regularly tap your mouthpiece into your horn, your biggest concern may not be just trying to go down to the store to get your mouthpiece pulled. You could very well end up like this guy. Speaking of this guy, the bandsman that caused the accident was transferred to somewhere in the desert and the search for a new trumpet player began after repairs on the horn were complete. At the end of the day, bandsman James Tappern of the Prince Albert's own 11th Hussars was chosen to sound the trumpets for the broadcast. Tappern was a member of the dance band right outside of Cairo, and happened to be standing right next to the bandmaster when the bandmaster got the request for a trumpet player. Originally, the bandmaster and Tappern were supposed to play together on the broadcast, but the bandmaster got called away on official business, so Tappern was left alone with the job of playing these instruments. Tappern had about two weeks to practice and received practically no instructions on what he was supposed to play. So he very gently put his mouthpiece in the instruments and started to experiment with the sounds. The broadcast was set for 6 p.m. Sunday, April 14th, 1939, at the Museum of Antiquities in Cairo. The museum was closed on a Sunday, but that didn't stop reporters and photographers from coming to the museum en masse to hear the trumpet sound. Oddly enough, five minutes before the broadcast started, all the lights in the museum went out. And so arrangements had to be made to find a candle and find a match so that the announcers could read off their scripts. Some say all the lights went off that night because the trumpets were cursed, but we'll get into that a little bit later. What you're about to hear now is an excerpt from that BBC radio broadcast. Now the two trumpets will be blown by bandsman James Tapper, who is here by permission of the colonel and officers of the 11th Prince Albert's own Hussars. I must explain that neither trumpet is easy to sound, and this is particularly true of the copper instrument. The silver one will be heard first. Trumpets of the Pharaoh Tutankhamun, Lord of the Crowns, King of the South and North, Son of Rey. Now the copper trumpet. As mentioned before, there's been some speculation as to whether these instruments are cursed or not. For example, just a few months after the radio broadcast, Adolf Hitler invaded Poland and World War II began. The next time the silver trumpet was sounded in 1967, the six-day war between Egypt and Israel started. And in 1990, it was played again, and its sounding was followed by the start of the Gulf War. More recently, in 2011, during a documenting and photographing process at the museum, one of the staff had blown into one of the trumpets, and a week later, the Egyptian revolution broke out. During this time, the copper trumpet was stolen from the museum during the riots and lootings that were happening at the time. However, in a few weeks' time, it was returned safely. The unrest, however, continued for a long time afterwards. So, are these instruments really cursed? You can be the judge of that. But just for safety, if you ever see these instruments, if you ever come across these instruments in any way, shape, or form, just do us all a favor. Just don't blow into them. It's not worth it. I really hope you enjoyed that episode of the Brass History Project. I can tell you without a doubt that I had a blast putting this one together I mean, these instruments have been super fascinating to me for years now because of their age, their history, and just because of so many other different things. It was just a fun, fun time putting this one together. And I'm super glad I had the opportunity to share the story of these trumpets with you. This show was written and edited by me. However, the music comes from a variety of different places. The fanfare you heard at the top of the show was from the U.S. Army Old Guard Fife and Drum Corps. And the background jazz is from Kevin McCleod. Again, my name is Evan Kirschen, and thank you so much for tuning into the Brass History Project.